Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am, chewing my breakfast. I apologize. Or if you're someone like me who likes to listen to people chew. It's a very rare person. You're welcome. Um, Luigi, you want to sit next to me? I tried to get him to sit in Andrew's chair, but he likes this closeness. He loves this hour and a half. He looks forward to it. It is so freaking cute, Noah. He like, after he eats... And then we start, Andrew and I start kind of like talking like, all right, I'll, I'll see you in 15 minutes when I come in here first alone. He, he just like, he goes and he's so excited and he just likes to sit next to me. It's so cute. He just likes to be close. Well, cuddle Last bug. night I was watching videos. He's a little mic. Your, your head is a mic. What did I say in that video? I go, well, I kiss your head. Your head is, your head is a little mic. Your head is mic. <laughs> um, I love him so much. I was watching read it last night on um, the subreddit make me cry i just needed to cry last night i was feeling a lot of things and wanted to watch porn to make me cry not actual porn but like cry porn you know and the subreddit make me cry it misses the mark so much people are only supposed to post things that make them cry there and i'm like people are fucking babies (laughs) like it'll be just like i don't know i don't cry about 
um, it's funny what triggers people to cry. I don't cry when um, mentally challenged people get into college or something or like when that kind of thing. I'm happy for them and it's sweet, but I don't there's certain things, though, like letters from dead people to people who are living or like I'm so proud of things where the person's proud. There's this one great video of this kid who's doing a makeup tutorial and he's a, a, a boy, you know, or he, you know, he presents as a boy, at least in this video, but he's doing his makeup and he's in his room and he's kind of maybe streaming on Twitch or something. I don't even know what the kids do. And um, all of a sudden you see him get like scared a little like, like something off camera is happening. And the caption already tells you what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, so I knew what was going to happen, but his dad walks in and you can hear like a man's voice. And it's all in Spanish or Portuguese. I don't know which one, but it was, I think it was Spanish. And so I couldn't understand it, but it had subtitles. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? And the kid turns off the ring light and he's just in the dark. And his dad's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, nothing. You know, and his dad's like, what are you doing? What are you hiding over there? And he, then he just is like, I got to show him. And he's like a, probably 14. Mm-hmm. He has this glam makeup on, you know, and he turns on the light and his dad goes, that's great. And he's like, like, looks so ashamed. Like he probably has been caught kind of before doing that or not caught, but like his dad is probably aware, but it's not something they've confronted like in this way. That's kind of the vibe I got. And um, his dad is just like, hey, come here. You look, you look great. I love you. I don't, I just want you to be happy. You do anything that you, as long as you are doing things that make you happy, I'm okay with it. And it's just this sweet moment. And they both cry and are hugging each other. And it's this moment, this watershed moment Mm -hmm. that they've both been dancing around. But, you know, there's something about coming out that I don't envy, obviously, having or or like, you know, whether you're trans or whether you're gay or bisexual, whatever you are. And you have to like announce it to your family and it's this thing maybe they've suspected or or just having to tell your parents anything hard like that about your identity that maybe they won't understand and they could possibly reject you, which happens a lot. I have a trans friend um, who is my makeup artist. Her name's Dita and she just transitioned like I think in August she started and like her dad won't talk to her and like her mom is bare- like – just like, oh, you know your dad. You know, it's like you just risk so much. And I've said it before, but I think trans people are the bravest people in the world and that we doubt that they are doing this for any other reason that it's truly who they are. Is it absurd? Because why would you invite that into your life where, you know, the people you love the most could turn their backs on you? Why would you do that um, if you weren't just trying to be yourself and do what's in you? So I just don't get people that don't understand it. But that's beside the point. I think that kind of piggybacking off of the talk we had yesterday about conversations with your parents, like hard conversations are not enviable in that way that they're hard. And like, you just want to be who you are and not have to like sit your parents down to tell them. But there's something special about those. I watch those videos where a kid will come out to his mom or, and I know I only watch the videos where it's positively received. And it's like some kind of like, Trumpy type mother that you think is going to not have that response, but it's just like, I love you, and just holds her son's gay head to her bosom, and they just cry in the kitchen. And it's just the kitchen looks like a Roseanne kitchen, you know, like there's those moments that I'm just like, that is so sweet that they get to have those um, because they have this thing they have to tell. Like, 
I told my parents last night that I was anxious. Like I came out to my parents last night as anxious attached. Um, <laughs> no, trying to explain that book, I did a good job of it. I think it is. I think it is just pertinent to understand that as humans, we would rather be right about the story we tell ourselves about ourselves, even if that story is we're unlovable. We'd rather that check out in our relationships, validate that than to actually have loving relationships that would invalidate. We'd rather be right than loved. I feel like Oprah right now. We'd rather be right than loved. But that really is, like, that's insane. And once you are able to acknowledge that, that's when you can start choosing being loved over being right. But if you're in the, if you're in the dark about this thing that you keep doing, which is choosing the wrong people because they validate a thing about you, and you realize that you're just doing it because you want to be right about yourself, once you realize that, it's like um, the back pain book that I always talk about. You don't have to heal the trauma that's causing your back pain up in your head. You don't have to go and like, you know, this back pain book called Healing Back Pain. If you have anyone in your life suffering with back pain, no matter what it is, whether it's from a car accident, whether it's from they, they tore a disc or bulged a vertebrae, whatever it is, it the pain is uh, intensified by your mental anguish that find that reroutes your brain can't handle like being a human and how much it sucks living in a modern world where we just want to just fuck everything and scream and be violent and like but we can't because we have to put on clothes and smile and it's fucking awful and and your body even if, even if it's not like you're dealing with a molestation or something like fraught like that maybe it's just the, book, the back pain book says people have back pain because they just want to grab, like when you're a baby, you just get to grab things, you know? You go, I want that, and you grab it. And then as a human, oftentimes you want to grab things, you know, like like a baby would. But you can't because you're an adult, and you can't just grab things. And so the, the, the mental anguish of I can't grab that thing I want to grab, I have to ask permission, I can't have the thing I want, you have to, re- that's so, it's too much for your brain to handle, and so it tucks it away. And then that thought travels through your body and finds the weakest spot that you already have pain going on because why not just find that place? It finds the speaker for the, the pain. Like think of your little like a bulging disc or a pinched nerve or, you know, a muscle strain as like a speaker and it fucking cranks up that volume. Whereas that pain, it's real, but it's from your mind and the injury is real. You do have a bulging disc. But the pain that you're experiencing from it is way worse than it's supposed to be. And that's what this doctor realizes. These people with chronic back pain from slipped, from bulging discs or all these things, it was all, it, it didn't make sense that they were in this much pain. This physiological thing is the nerves right at that area are not being triggered in the way that they should just from the physical abnormality. But that's what you, so that's what you do when you, when you re- but the thing, the trick of the book is as soon as you actually accept that and that you can tell yourself, my back pain is my mental anguish, it doesn't invalidate it. It's still pain. You can still get sympathy for your back pain, but it's up in your head. And as soon as you are okay with that and you can be okay with it, just like you're okay with like, oh, I fell and that's why my hip broke. As soon as you don't feel like, oh, that makes me like crazy. It doesn't make you crazy. As soon as you can accept it, the pain goes away. You don't even have to treat the thing that you're anguished about. <laughs> you acknowledge that it's that way and it goes away. And what they found was, you know, remember when everyone got um, ulcers in the 80s? It was like the thing, like stress causes ulcers. Remember that? Like the correlation, for some reason, they linked stress to ulcers. 
as soon as they did that, ulcers dropped. Because as soon as someone is able to just know what causes it and know that it's not their fault, but that it's that it's the it it's a thing that they do have control over, or that it's not even they have control over it. For whatever reason, just knowing that it's that and really accepting it. Not just reading a book and being like, okay, I guess it's that. Truly knowing that when your back hurts, there's something else going on. And you don't even have to, you don't even have to break up with the guy or, you know, uh, cry about the guy. You just have to acknowledge that that is it and then it goes away. And you should treat those things because it'll keep coming back, but it goes away. So what I'm saying about this book is, is that when you, when you, being honest and getting honest about things is truly the thing that has helped me more than anything in the world overcome anything I want to is getting brutally honest. That's why I get applauded all the time. It's like, Nikki, you're so honest because it's on the other side of honesty is freedom. Even though being honest can be really embarrassing and you have to face some things about yourself that are really like truly horrifying. But when you're able to be honest with them to yourself, just in a notebook, you don't even have to tell anyone. Um, although BetterHelp is a sponsor of ours and I do recommend if you want to get therapy and tell someone and just release these sins like or these character defects that aren't even your fault you know like you didn't choose to be whatever you are you didn't choose your brain so So but as long as you're able to get these things out you can be free what was that? so what happened with your parents yesterday when you told them about so this is the thing that I wanted to say about it is that me getting honest about listen I'm anxious attached and I keep attracting people to me that validate that I'm unlovable and that people will leave me and abandon me because that is my core belief about myself. I know that. And I know that I'm wrong about that, but there's something in me that really believes that to be true because of, you know, just my diagnosis, my self-diagnosis is anxious attached, anxious attached people does. It's not, it's not because it's true and it's not because we're bad people. We really feel unlovable. And now that I've acknowledged that I'm seeking out people that validate that belief about myself, all I have to do is acknowledge it. And now I know. And now I can do the opposite and the opposite will come naturally to me. Like, you know, I'm, I really want the relationships that I facilitate from now on, whether it be the one I'm currently in or the one that, you know, my friendships, colleagues, I want... I want those to feel good and to not trigger my abandonment response because when I get fucking crazy about a guy or a friend or a, a person, a colleague who doesn't like me or someone, that person is avoidant and it's their own thing. And I need to, I need to like, I don't need to be mean to them. I don't need to burn the bridge. I just need to not pick that up because that is going to make me, that's like picking up a knife. Like a knife is not going to make me feel good if I hold it and sleep with it at night. It's always going to cut me. It's because it's a knife and it can't help but be a knife. Mm. And a knife would go well with a a knife cover. I don't know. Someone else would be better for the knife. Does that make sense? Um, and so I told my parents this last night. I came out as anxious attached. And my dad was like, I wouldn't want to date anyone that talked like this, like like that you're talking like. Because I told him, you know, what this book is kind of teaching me is that I need to, I'm okay to need things and that I'm okay to say, listen, I get really fucking stressed out if I don't hear from you because I, as soon as I get close to someone, my brain tells me they're going to leave me and I'm, and then I start frantically searching for reasons why you're going to leave me. And so a thing that isn't even an indication that you're going to leave me, I will interpret it that way. And so just know that I'm kind of crazy and the only thing you need to do 
You don't need to do anything. Be yourself because I'm only going to be with a secure person that is only going to mistakenly make me make me feel anxious. That doesn't mean I won't interpret it that way. Avoiding people actually actively do that to you, but a secure person might sometimes slip up because they, you know, they're busy. They can't call you back. And then you as an anxious person start going, they're going to leave me. I have to tell that secure person that I'm with, I'm going to spiral sometimes and be like really insane, but I promise you it goes away like that. If you just say, hey, I was busy. Like the second you assuage my fears and tell me the truth, I'm okay. I'm not going to keep harping on it because anxious attached people, that's the beauty of them is that they go, oh my God, he's, he's so mad at me. And then the second the guy's like, oh, sorry, I was in the bathroom. Oh, gone. It goes to zero. It doesn't go to 20. It doesn't go to 40. It goes to zero. And so really I'm an awesome person that just gets anxious a lot. And all that I need to do to feel better is to have someone be honest with me and love me. And that's not too much to ask. And I told my dad, like, he's like, I would never want to be with a woman who's, because I said, you know, anxious attached people, they count the number of phone rings before it goes to voicemail. They count the hours, uh, the, you know, since he last texted. They, they count, they, they see that, oh, he looked at my first Instagram story, but then he stopped watching. So that's, he's trying to like avoid me. He probably accidentally saw the first one and was like, shit, I don't want her to think I'm interested. And then he flipped off of it. So, I think that way because I know that I sometimes do that stuff. That That's just the way I am. I cannot help that. And I don't want to be in a relationship that I don't have to like, I want to be able to honor those things and just acknowledge them and go, just like my messiness. Like, this isn't a great thing about me, but it's true. And if you love me, you're going to just tolerate it. And I'm going to do my best to not, to like keep working on this, to become secure. But in the meantime, I just, I might get a little bit insecure sometimes. I need you to know that and it's nothing against you. And all you got to do is hold my hand. Like my, the guy I'm dating now, sometimes I fear if he gets mad at me, he's going to break up with me. And I told him, you're allowed to be mad at me. But when you, if you don't think it's something where you're going to break up with me, will you just hold my hand when you like, or will you just touch me under the, if we get into an argument at dinner, just touch me. And that'll be a code word for this isn't going to ruin us. Sometimes you can't say that. You're so mad in a fight. You don't want to be like, listen, I'm not going to break up with you over this. But I go, just touch me. It's a way to let me, to just ease my anxiety. It's a thunder blanket, a thunder jacket for the thunderstorm in my fucking heart. And he does that now. So like when he does, he has to bring up something that's upsetting him. And I start going like, oh my God, this is, he's done. You know, he'll just gently like put his hand on my, like hold my hand. And I'm just like, I, my heartbeat just, goes back to normal, which is already low because I have um, bradycardia. Um, but yeah, like I, it was annoying because my dad didn't get it. He's like, you need to hide this part of yourself. No guy's ever going to want that. And that's what I met so much with in my family was, you know, my aunt Lynn saying, no guy's ever going to date someone who eats like you. No boys ever, my mom's, no boy's not going to want to go into a room that's Taylor Swift posters everywhere. No one's going to want a girl that is open about being anxious attached. No one's going to want a girl that talks about hookups on stage. Well, that's who I am. And if you don't want it, then fuck it. And I told my dad last night that I'm looking for a guy who, you know, either is passionate about his work or, you know, is someone who can be like a homemaker role for me and not work because I have enough money and I could support someone. And my dad goes, so no man's going to want that. No Men like to work. And I go, Oh, um, actually that's, you can't speak for all men. He's like, no man, he's going to be a fucking, he's going to be a, he didn't say fucking, he goes, he's going to be a pushover. That's like a little, and I go, is mom a pushover? Cause she doesn't work. 
Was she a, so she's a pushover? And he goes, kind of. And I was like, okay, well, now we know how you feel. Not, he didn't say pushover. I, he said um, something like that, that I go, well, is every woman that doesn't work a just a, I go, running a household, cleaning a house, yeah. making it presentable, hiring people to keep it presentable, uh, investing my money in things that I, that that to me is sexy. I'm That's not good. I go, well, you know what? A secure man could not work and be okay with it and not be a little mooch, little bitch living off of me. And that's a secure man that wouldn't feel gay because a woman's taking care of him. So fuck you, dad. No, I love my dad. We had a really good concert last night on uh, on Instagram, Nikki Glazer Pod. Thank you for watching, everyone. Let's get Andrew in here. He's visiting us from Michigan, where he is with Brenna's family. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. 
It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Let's do it. Hey, Andrew. What up? What up? Live from Michigan. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just drove through, like, it was like the North Pole. I thought I was going to run over polar bears and get fucking attacked by sea lions. It was wild what I just drove through. Oh, really? Blizzard? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the most blizzard blizzard I've ever, I couldn't believe it. Like Like Dairy Queen. Yeah, but even more mixed. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, <laughs> Wait, um, wh- wild. You know, dude, that if you are risking your life to make it to the podcast on time, we'll just we can do it. It's a it, you're not going to be replaced. I don't want you to. You could have just pulled over. You shouldn't drive in conditions that are. I shouldn't tell you what to do, but like, why were you? Was there a part of you that was thinking maybe I should just wait until this passes? Um, Brenna just kept reassuring me, "Don't be a pussy," you know. Yeah. No, no. She I I felt you know what happens is is when the trucks pass you on the left side, it gets mm-hmm. they Scary. It, it forms a cloud that you you literally yes. can't see the road. Like Dude. It's and then it's ice. That's when you the, pull over, man. Th- wait, this wait is, you, I guess you're on yeah. the highway, you can't pull on the shoulder. Well, it's funny. She's like, you know, they tell you they're like, you know, when you go on the bridge, that's where it gets icy. But and if you start um, like spiraling out. Don't do this to the wheel and pump your brakes. Don't slam them. And it's like this is not this. That's this shouldn't be a thing. You know what we I mean? Shouldn't have to. Like, do, these measures should. Uh, there's not a woman giving birth in the back seat and have to get to the hospital. This is. <laughs> we should just not be driving right now. Yeah, yeah. But I guess they would never get anywhere then. You know, because I feel well, like no, this you happens could wait all till the time. Things pass. 
Yeah. Or you could have a car that, you know, is better in the snow than a Corolla. Yeah. That you haven't checked the tire pressure, probably. Oh, I guess Brenda took you in for an oil change. So what's your tire pressure in your car? I I have people take it if, you know, I look at the tires and if they look (laughs) bad. I just took it in to get inspected, so they do all that, you know? What, what did they inspect? And if I'm driving my mom's car in snow, I literally pull over at a gas station and wait. I've done it before on the road when I have gigs. It's too, no, it, I get too yeah. scared in the snow, dude. Yeah, it was wild. You look like Eddie Murphy Raw or Delirious. Ooh, Which one is he in the you. all red? Yeah, Juicy Couture gave me um, a, a, a suit, you know, like a jumpsuit. So I have the pants and the... Top and I wore it to my um, show in St. Louis, my theater show in St. Louis, because I thought it was like a cool thing to show up to the gig in. But I've never worn it since then. And today I was, you know, low on activewear pants, and I've gained some <laughs> lbs. And so um, I decided to put on this thing because it's like a sweat pant. But God damn it, it's tight. I mean, it is not an attractive <laughs> look on the bottom. It's not a good. But it, the suit is so cute. Juicy is back, by the What's way. What's the like, material? This was, like, so two thousands. It's um. Not great, to be honest. It's uh, it's like kind of um, is it velour? No, it's not velour. It's I can't describe it. It's like plasticky sweatshirt. Does okay. that make sense? Like yeah. it's like coated sweatshirt. You know what it looks it's like? It's not it, what it it's looks like red, a fruit a fruit roll up. Like I you could eat <laughs> I look it. oh my god yes it's shiny. I look like a fruit roll up. <laughs> god damn it! I just went to I went out like this. I went to Starbucks in the night. Stopped at a store. You know that little gift shop around the corner from us? Did anyone go, I want to eat your fruit by the foot? Or your foot by the fruit? fruit no, foot. because my feet are gross. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a f- four out of ten on WikiFeet. Oh, I keep man. saying I have a 9.5 on WikiFeet, but that's just my size. <laughs> Is that width? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, my some please, you guys go log into WikiFeet and get my score up. Like, it's just not fair. I, I'm being, you know, discriminated against because of my bunnies. Um, so I went to this gift store. It's you know that cute little one around the corner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a New York like Christmassy like gift shop, right? Mm-hmm. And I went in there and they had great tunes. This guy was just playing. Um, I went in because the they were blasting like cool. Nick Lowe, I didn't even know who Nick, I mean, I know him from like, uh, I think he sings that Pink Moon song, but he, maybe not. But Nick Lowe, I've never heard of him, or I've heard of him, but I've never listened to his music, and I was like, who is this? I felt like I was in um, High Fidelity. I was like, God, I'm so cool being like, what's this record, man? Because he was at a record player. (laughs) Yeah, And it was this awesome song called, um, fuck, get into it. It's Nick Lowe, and it's called, uh, I forget it now. I put it on my Instagram story, but it's so good. Anyway, um. This guy took so long wrapping up all the gifts. I I literally put all the stuff. He was taking so long that I go, I'm going to go grab my Starbucks and be right back. I came back and he still, he was helping another customer and and chatting them up. And I'm standing there watching. And I'm just like, I have to be back to the podcast because I had to do this. And I'm just like, I cannot believe how long this is taking. And then I leave the store and one of the main items that he wrapped up it, that was a hundred and something dollar tray I bought he didn't even put it in the bag. So I have to go back there. He did give Luigi three treats, but man, people are slow. And just take their time and yeah, it's it was like, excruciating. And- just, just because you left doesn't mean he gets to stop. Like, 
Just I, I thought I gave him like, hey, I thought that was a way. I wasn't trying to be passive aggressive. I was really like, take your time. Like, I'm going to go. Yeah. But I thought he might read that as like, oh, she's she's on the she's got to go. Um, but people just don't pick up on things. And that's fine. They're not anxious attached. I'm very uh, aware. Yeah. Hey, um, He's very avoidant. Yeah. How was your um, uh, car ride with two avoidance? Uh, it was so funny. We were like, you know what? It's a eight hour car ride. Oh yeah, you guys thought you were gonna do it in one one trip. Yeah, well we thought that too. And then I well, had you a didn't full, get out of town until like five. I had a full on panic attack. She had to drive most of the way at the first leg. I had like it was what? It's the worst I've had. It made me like swallow another so off being like, Okay, maybe it's not best to do to get off one and just whatever. Like Yeah. There was a lot of reasons why it happened, but I it was to the point where like I felt very detached, and I was, like, looking at her, and I couldn't, like, connect with her. Like, she didn't even seem like mm. a human being to me. It was fucking... I was I was going through Has it. Has that happened to you before? Yeah. It's just been so long. and like, But that, was, that thing of someone doesn't look like a human being. Like not, that like, part, look like a human... It's hard to explain. Like, you just don't feel, it, yeah. like, like, present with them. Like, you can't stop your brain. And then, like, I would look at barns in the distance, like, different, like like objects and they were so like color like so sharp like it was so hard to explain it's hard to explain Whoa, but everything dude. everything um, was just what what amplified when did it start how did it because uh, i just think people relate so much and i'm always very curious about these and with mm -hmm. no judgment i'm asking like what brought it on like what did it feel like what what was going on um you know i i really just running late I, I think there's i think it's uh the idea of meeting her family is probably a little bit in there oh, somewhere. Yeah. The I think yes. driving eight hours is in there somewhere. I think uh, I spent all day cleaning out that backroom closet, which is a fucking goddamn disaster. And I didn't really sleep that well the night before. I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm weaning off Zoloft. I'm getting on yeah. Wellbutrin. I just got the booster shot the, a, like a day and a half ago. I think that was oh, maybe yeah. so like Perfect so many storm. things. And so. But how did it come on? Did you feel it like, oh, I, wait, this is familiar. Or were you in denial of it because it's been so long? Like, how did that work? Well, my first thought was like, I can't get off Zoloft. Like, what am I thinking? I got to get in touch with my doctor. It's because but the well what is the thing that? Well, what is the thing that made you feel that thought? Like your heart started beating or like you started panicking about a pain? Like how did it come on? Like It just comes on like uh, you could feel it a little bit. And then what happens is, is like for me at least my. Was this in the car? Were you driving when it happened? Yeah, I was driving. So like the more you drive, the more the music's on, the more you, sometimes you feel like you could like drive it away in a weird way. I. And then were you guys not getting along either? Was it like that kind of like getting out of town, like stressful vibe in the car? It, a little like, no bit. No judgment on not, your relationship, but yeah, like no, that's how everything she, is. She was there was definitely that, but it was also like she was very like supportive of me once I had said I was anxious Aww. and like Yeah. And then she ended up driving like two to, you know, or th maybe 3 of the 4 hours. And then I drove all day today, but like yeah, which, you know, uh was very nice of her. And like I, I could have drove 
after the first leg, and she just wanted to keep driving. But like, what did you um? How did it get to the point where you're like, I gotta? Did you get pull over for gas, and then you decide that, or was it like, I gotta pull over? Like this is but, freaking me. Yeah. Like, were you verbalizing it? Was it just yeah? All in once your head? I verbalized it, I, I felt way better. You know what happens is, is my eyes. You can't when you're having a panic attack or anxiety attack. You can't like you know how sometimes you could calm your eyes if that makes sense. Like. Like, you're on the road, and you're just, like, looking at the road, but it's not like... You can, yeah, you don't have to strain. Yeah, you're not... But yes. I'm like this the whole time. Just strain. Just... Oh. And you can't, you can't go like this. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, can't, yeah. like... You can't That calm. feels like... Yeah, I don't know. It's so fucking weird, man. But, I, that makes sense. I the, the eye thing. Yeah, that checks out. Did you... It, then yeah. what... How did you calm down? Like, after she was driving, when did it feel, like, back to normal, and how did you get there? I think, honestly, I think some of it had to do, because we ate a late lunch. We ate in the car. I think once my blood sugar level, I think that also had something to do with it, oh, if yeah, I had to guess. Yeah. I also drank a very large Diet Coke, <laughs> right? Whatever. You know, it's a so lot of So caffeine, no food, lack of sleep, stress. Changing switching medicine. medicines. Booster. I mean, booster shot. Meeting parents. You, it's, yeah. It was I a mean, perfect, yeah. I can't believe yeah. you're alive. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was talking about at the top of the show. When you're able to say, oh, this is why this is happening, uh-huh. it like makes it go away. Like when you understand, the, I was talking about the back pain book. When you know that your back pain is caused by mental anguish, it makes it go away just by knowing it. So knowing it's the stress of the parents, it's the road, like all the things. Uh, suddenly it's like, oh, this isn't my fault. This isn't something else. You just, it frees you. Do you, do you does that resonate with you? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Of just, like, like, being able to name it. A thousand percent. And be able to say it out loud. Like, trusting that Brenna wouldn't judge me for yes. essentially looking like a wuss that I couldn't drive anymore. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but a lot of people don't have Brennas. And that's yeah. why, I mean, they're a sponsor of the show, but I'm serious. Like, this holiday season, it's fucking lonely out there. And we're not going to be around on the podcast. I know a lot of you look towards us for company. Better help. You can get... You can find a therapist in like less than 48 hours. They're not paying me to say this. I'm just saying it's a resource for people who and you can get 10% off if you go and like what it was. It, you just I think I don't know. I you can get 10% perfect. off, but your first month, but you can find someone in like 48 hours and it's someone that doesn't that will not judge you. And you can say all of this shit and just getting it out yeah. or journ and burn. That's the cheapest way. Kirsten always does that. You journal all these things and then you burn it and no one will see or you journal it in such a way that it's so scratchy that no one could see and it and it helps but um i'm glad you had someone to to talk you through it it's betterhelp.com slash nikki glazer that's yes, our show there you go give that gift to yourself it was you interesting guys. seriously the, the uh you're talking about the back thing and we were yeah. on a flight to phoenix and i sat next to this couple and the guy started talking to me and he's saying that his wife who's had five back surgeries was going to phoenix to get like a non-FDA approved stem cell transplant. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, I wonder how much of it's mental and stuff. Like just having a conversation and his wife is sitting next to him. Uh-oh. And I didn't never told you this. She pulls up um, her x-ray of the plates in yeah. her back. Yeah. And she goes, tell him it's not mental. And I go... I go, oh, wait, let me bring up my friend from 12E, <laughs> from C12E to talk to you. It's not, I would have said, honey, it, it, it's it's not mental. 
it's metal in your back, but also <laughs> that metal doesn't have to hurt that bad. You can literally, your arm could be chopped off and if you can have enough equanimity as it, meditatively that you can handle any kind of pain. Now that's a different type of thing. Like that's where if you're, you have chronic pain, the waking up app is like so clutch and you can get it for free if you write into samharris.org and say you can't afford it. But they have that meditation called working with pain and in it he talks about you know, you can meditate through pain. That's why, you know, those monks who would self-emoliate, who would set themselves on fire and just sit still, they truly were in a state where they weren't feeling pain because you can handle any, it doesn't, in, just because it's mental doesn't mean that it's not real. No one's saying that you're crazy. Some people might, and that sucks, but you don't have to prove your pain to anyone. Your pain is your pain, and by admitting that it's in your head does not mean that we shouldn't feel sorry for you or help you with your bags or think you're doing you're not doing it yourself who would want to be in pain i mean i guess some people want to be sick so they get attention but that but that's a sickness in and of itself where i feel sorry for you too if if that's how you got to get love i mean you i think people just really fear not um they either fear getting pity or they fear that they're not going to get pity and that they're going to be blamed for it and psychosomatic has such a bad connotation also, um, I was in therapy the other day and I was talking about emotional incest where, you know, you have a parent who treats you like a spouse in terms of like the, the things they talk to you about, not really having boundaries, just they, they treat you like a friend mm-hmm. and it's called emotional incest. And she had some other kind of, uh, they spousify you. And I was like, that's a better word than emotional incest. In- uh, sexual incest has ruined the word incest. Incest doesn't have to mean sex with your uncle or yeah. brother. But like when someone told me like, oh, you know, that sounds like emotional incest. I'm like, wait, no, I'm not going to identify as that. That's horrifying. Yeah. Um, but just giving the, the names of things trigger people so much. And I, psychosomatic, when you say it's psychosomatic, it's in your head, people freak out, but it doesn't mean, it's not a bad thing. So we just have to talk about it in a different way. It's funny, like incest triggers you. And then when you say psychosomatic, I think of psychosomatic agency, that song from like, oh, I don't know that. Oh, oh really? What's the prodigy. Prodigy. Oh, yeah. Smack my bitch yeah, no one up. Knows. That smack my bitch <laughs> up. <laughs> so every time I Come hear that word, I just want to go agency. It's funny. But yeah, no, there's uh, definitely- Last night I was cleaning up for the housekeeper, Andrew, and I was just putting, because I knew that closet was clean, so I was like, oh, I'm going to put some of my music equipment in there out of the living room, and I'm doing a photo shoot in the living room to uh, for Instagram, because I have to, you know, shout out the people that gave me free furniture. Um, and uh, I, I left your door open for a second, and then I closed it right away behind me, but then I couldn't find Luigi. Like, I was getting ready for, you know, it was- I was in my room and I thought he was just being stubborn and in the podcast studio because sometimes he just comes in here to be like, I'm mad at you. You didn't walk me enough today or whatever the hell he's yeah. pouting about. And then I was like, oh my God, did I leave him in the hall hall? And so I go out there. He's nowhere. And I'm free. I'm like, Luigi. And I'm like, he's going some, like when he got really sick, when I first got him, he got like deathly sick. He got something and he went off to die. Dogs do that. They just slink off to go die. And... Uh, which brings me back to the thing that I was going to say at the top of the show about dogs. Like I was watching videos last night of dogs who are abused that learn to love. And those are the things that make me cry. Okay. So I've finished that thought. But anyway, I thought he went off to die. I'm like, oh my God, he's sick and dying. And then I was like, I, I shut Andrew's room right behind me. Like there's no way 
but he slinked in there when I was putting the mm. equipment in your closet. He got in and he got like curled up in the corner. And I went and I go, Luigi, it was the last spot I could look. I looked everywhere. It's not that big of an apartment. And um, he was in, he came trotting out just like, he was just in there and like so, mm. I think he felt sad because I, he seemed like I, because I, I shut the door and he's like, she just left me in this dark room alone. So I think he was kind of mad at me. But I, he also looked kind of cozy. Yeah, and he, he comes in there way more now. Like, Aww. talk about like a dog that's abused that like takes a while oh. to warm up to you and then gives you the most love possible. You know, I know this um, dog last night. I was watching on the that Dodo account. You know, sometimes on Instagram they show up on the subreddit, make me cry. And there was this dog that like just looked. It reminded me so much of Marion and Luigi. And and the woman's an expert with abused dogs, and she's like, this dog, no human has ever been kind to this dog. And it's, you know, generally people hit dogs with open hands or kick them. So she was doing this thing where she was putting her fist out because she didn't want, if the dog bit, it, it's much easier for them to bite fingers than a fist. So you just put your fist out. It looked like she was like going to punch it. And she was like, I know this looks threatening, but yeah. dogs don't associate this. We're with, just pounding. Dogs don't really get punched. They get slapped or kicked. And so this dog was just like, <laughs> and like shaking and cowering. It looked so much like Luigi and Marion. And it made me realize like this woman was like, this dog has been severely abused. And I was like, Oh my God, that's what happened to my dogs. For sure. Someone, some human beat the fuck out of, just was terrorized them. And to see that shift where they, you know, after a couple days, this dog is like kind of reluctant. You know, when you go to pick up Marion, Andrew, mm -hmm. and she kind of just goes like that. She just kind of plays dead and starts like, she's, her tail is wagging, but she's also shaking in fear. And sometimes she'll go, ah, ah, she'll start screaming. Yeah. If you go to pet her, she'll start shrieking. And it's like, my dad last night, I go, she goes, do you, why does she do that when you're just trying to give her love and she's wagging her tail? She comes up to greet you and then you go to pick her up and she starts shrieking at the touch of your fingers on her fur. And it's because she has an involuntary response of, I don't think she, cognitively she thinks that she's about to be beat, but her body remembers that this is means I'm going to get hurt and it just starts shrieking. I mean, yeah. And it alarms us. She's been through a lot. She weighs like How could you be six pounds. So her tail is bent in a right angle, so it was definitely shut in a she door. She was bit at some by a dog less than four months ago. Like, yeah, she's she been through a lot. So, how could you be mean to that little dog? How could you? I mean, it's you know, I feel so bad ugly. for people who abuse you know. animals. They must be so abused themselves. It's just, God, we just got to stop the cycle. Get help, people. BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glazer. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back with an all Fanthrax rest of the episode. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. 
Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Let's do Fanthrax. Fanthrax. All right, guys, we love hearing from you. We hear from you so often. I get so many messages, DMs. I got one last night. I just want to read to like start us off. It was the fucking sweetest thing. You guys, you all top each other with sweetness. It gets, it's insane. So last night I went live with my dad on Nikki Glaser pod and I went over to his house because I was, he was trimming the tree. My mom was going to see a concert with her friend. And I go, I'll go hang out with my dad. I'll miss times like this when I either move or he's dead or I'm dead. So um, she said, this is from Kat. Hi, I'm too awkward to leave a voice memo, but I'm a fan from day one of NGP and start each day listening to the pod. I tune into the Instagram lives frequently and play a game with myself to see how many of my comments Nikki slash Andrew will respond to. <laughs> so far, I'm four out of four and proud. Tonight's live with Nikki's dad was so pure. I thought it needed to be recorded because if we find it so, because if we find it so special, then I know you will in the future too. That is a fucking bestie. <laughs> Thanks for being so open and vulnerable with us. It truly does feel like we are besties because of how well we know you. I hope I get to come to see a show soon. But in the meantime, the lives, the lives, Instagram lives, really feel like private performances that we love. Anyway, don't be cut and jackalope. Nice. Um, thank you so much, Kat. And the video you sent me of me and my dad truly is like I posted on my Instagram personal story. I will cherish it forever. And you were the only one to send me one. And I was secretly hoping someone would, but I thought, you know what, let me just live in the moment and not have to ask people. So the fact that you captured it means is like the greatest gift. And someday when he is passed, like I know that I'm going to look back at this video and it's going to be one of the most special things in my life. Cause it really was a, special like Christmas moment where my dad and I were playing guitar and he was so proud of me. Everyone kept saying your dad looks so proud. And I'm like, why do I interpret his pride as he's judging me? Like I obviously am doing, it was really sweet though. All the besties made me so proud of him. Cause they're just like, he's so cool. He's so talented. He's so hot. Everyone's saying my dad's a, a zaddy. Mm. Um, but truly thank you so much cat for that gift of that video. Um, it meant so much to me. And, um, yeah, thank you to everyone who was watching last night or who watches any of our lives. Um, all right, so what's next? Okay, uh, I'm going to start with this voicemail since it's about yesterday's show. Hey, guys. Um, I just got done listening to Wednesday's podcast, the St. Bernard, that solids food. <laughs> and I think you guys should do like once a week it's all no news, no why do I care, anything like that. Just like self help, mental um, health therapy day or something like that. Oh my god, that was amazing. Um, I literally just got like had a whole day with my mom yesterday, um, and had experienced what you guys talked about. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you should do it. You should yes. If you don't, um, this episode was still amazing, and I'm probably going to go listen to it over and over again. Um, thank you guys for everything you do. Love you. Um, Love you. Jackpot. Jackpot. Wait, who was that? She didn't leave her name. Anonymous. Oh, anonymous, sweet girl that's driving, and I heard your turn signal. Um, yeah, let's fucking do it. Like, let's let's devote. I love that the show has a format and 
segments you can trust and but I love that it also can be an accordion of where we can just shorten certain things and not do them and in in you know in honoring places that we just want to go and yesterday was fucking good for me like yeah I felt so good after that I was able to go over to my parents and like and I had some triggering moments with my dad where I like snapped at him and he wanted me to play 12 string guitar and I'm like dad I don't even know how to play a six string stop and then he's like try this song and it's like and I'm like dad can we just play a song that has a G C D F like let's I just want to have a good time I don't want to and I was being I was being a bitch about it at times but what did that talk yesterday got me over there in the first place and it got me even though it wasn't perfect and I was not a perfect child and and loving of my father um I was able to talk to him about that attached book which does mean a lot to me and I talked to him about my feelings and he was able to hear them and he asked me about the podcast yesterday, which was weird. I was like, it was actually really good. I was like, did he hear it? I was like, it didn't come out yet. Um, <laughs> but it, it, you know what? Even if he didn't hear it, something about my approach yesterday, he didn't need to hear all that stuff. I was able to present my feelings in a way that he was able to receive them, even though they weren't met perfectly. And I ended the top of the show by saying, fuck you, dad. Um, we're closer now because he knows my feelings. And it was because of yesterday. Andrew, did you feel good yesterday, after yesterday? No, I had a full panic attack driving. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. Okay, maybe it, maybe it triggered that. Honestly, it could have. No, but yeah. that's fine. I mean, that's no, fine, too. No, therapy does do that sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't look at that as a negative. Mm -hmm. I look at it like, oh, maybe I uncovered something and got it out, and my body yeah. was just like, oh, okay, now I'm good tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I went to couples therapy the other day, and I have not talked to the person that I'm in a car going to couples counseling with because of how much it brought up. Yeah. And my mom was like, that's not good. And I'm like, no, 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 that is not a knock against therapy. Yes. We are getting to a place that is uncomfortable that we, yeah, we didn't have enough time to finish it up and tie it in a bow, but that thing was going to be there all along and it was going to find its way out maybe 20 years from now, but thank God it came out now. And sometimes sure. you just need, you know, when you uh, do a skin treatment and you like start at Accutane or something, you're, body like purges all this you explode with acne first and then it goes away like it's gonna get messy before it gets good so um yeah we should do trigger warnings i guess therapy is like a vaccine can. you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's, it's like, like the booster yeah it's you a might booster. feel sick for a couple days but in the long run <laughs> yeah you're not gonna end up dead killing him. um <laughs> all right next her. one next one next one is about a controversial topic that we discussed on the show and uh, some feedback on it. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. Um, I'm listening to the episode 149, Several Monsters, and I had to pause right away and give you a shout um, regarding floating several minutes and driving several miles. Okay, okay. I 100% agree with Nikki for floating several minutes. Okay. It's definitely less than 10. I would say like four or five, six. Okay. However, several miles. I 100% agree with Andrew when you say several miles. I would think several miles is like a significant difference. Like how so, many though? I think it really just depends on the situation. Yeah. Maybe there's some other topics we could explore where that might be true. Anyways, love the podcast. 
listen to you every morning on my way to work. Aww. And when I pick my 11-month-year-old son up from daycare, we listen Aww. to it on the drive home. Aww. And let me tell you, he is cultured. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. Love you. What was her name? Ja Rule. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> wow, she's oh, really she's good. departing from the. Um, I love that. Listen, you just got to get the J A part right. For all I care, um, didn't have uh, didn't leave a name by the way. Okay, well, mother of a new eleven month old. Congratulations. Um, you sound great, and you know it's okay to be wrong um, about the several miles. Uh, but you know you're right. It's not like you're wrong. I would walk that- several miles, and I would walk <laughs> several more just to be several. Them. <laughs> I think we looked it up in the dictionary, and it is more than a few, less than a lot. So I guess you know it is up to interpretation. Um, the other day I was driving with Carlisle, and just like Noah, Carlisle is someone who does not know distances. Yeah, like yeah. can't. Doesn't know what miles are or like fractions of miles, which is mind boggling to me. But guess what? I'm I don't know things that they know, you know, that are like truly just can't grasp simple things that they go. How could you not get that? And um, you're one of those people when it comes to several, you know, like there are certain <laughs> things. Um, no, with she God, we were it, it said it said point eight miles ahead and she started breaking and going, Nikki, you know, she just goes, you know, I'm bad with this. And instead of me going, how could you not? Like, I wanted to do that so bad. But I just go, you know what? Who the fuck cares? She doesn't know this. I used to get so mad at my friend Huffy. But think about uh, it. In high Can school. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. If you go. My mom's calling. One second. Hold on. My mom's calling. We got to get this. <clears throat> Hi, mom. Hi, honey. How are you? You're not on a podcast right now. Just kidding. You are. Just kidding. Oh, my God, I am? Oh yeah. God. Hey, I'm so excited. About? About uh, we are going to have a vegan Christmas dinner. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. you. Oh, because I brought all that ground meat over? What ground meat? Go did look in the freezer, meat? bitch. Oh, I did not see so that. Ma- no. For Meatless Farms, they're the ones that I did the ad campaign for, and they gave me a ton of um, ground uh vegan meat yeah go check the freezer i gotta go back to the podcast i thought you might say something funny and you did you're always funny we're having a vegan i'm so excited about all this okra and mom i gotta say the post you posted on instagram last night is the worst picture i've ever seen have you seen it it is so blurry oh it is i know you definitely had uh, some a little couple drinks when you posted it but it is it looks like the last photo shot of a woman who died later that night. No, no, no. Don't take it down. It's cute. Can I take it down? No, your caption is cute. I love that you post when you drink. That's something that, you know, everyone relates to. No, they don't. Yes, they do, mom. People people post when they drink. Believe me. Um, it's a picture of your friend Elaine. What does it say, Andrew? It says, my friend Elaine. Sean Kanan Voodoo. We is some lucky it says, girl. Oh, yeah. It says, uh, my friend Elaine. Sean Cannon Voodoo. We what? is some lucky girls. We is some lucky girls. I love that you gave it a little. Um, we is some lucky girls. Did, we is sure it. Did you have fun last night? Yeah, it was so fun. Oh my god, so much fun. I know you missed a concert. Dad and I had. Um, everyone was asking where you were on the Instagram live. All the besties wanted to know. 
I heard that you had fun last night. I'm so glad. Yeah, but the besties were wondering where where's Julie. So um, glad we got to hear from you today. We are going to get back to Fanthrax. Got to go. Merry Christmas. Okay. Love you. All right. Sorry about that. Let's get back to uh, several more Fanthrax. What did Andrew have to say, though? Oh, yeah. So if you if you said to Carlisle, point, we're 0.8 miles away, right? Yeah. And then you go, yeah. oh, we're several tenths of a mile away. Would you use it there? I would think that was f- five to seven <sighs> tenths. I just don't even think you'd use the word there. No, you wouldn't. Who says tenths of a mile? <laughs> Several tenths. Yeah, it's a bad example. Um, let's get back to Vantrax. <laughs> okay. Oh, Luigi looks so sad. Here's here's a story. Here's these a are great, by story. the way, these Vantrax. Oh, we have so many. I just want to say I thanks know, to all the besties. I'm just blown away. Okay. Yeah, Noah hears all of them. So, yeah. Noah, any any anything to say to them besides thank you, just based on what you hear? I'm well, I'm really impressed with how on point all the messages are and you know, everyone just gets through them and tells their story concisely or has a question or a message and uh I don't think if I ever called into like a talk show I would be that collected. So thank Me you. Neither. Great job. I think about that all the time. I, I I really do and I'm I speak for a living. I truly when I leave messages they are so rambly and terrible. I'm always so impressed. And by the way, you're allowed to read, leave a rambly, terrible one. Yeah, that's but, fine. We will never uh, judge. It, it is it is very impressive. Whenever people call radio stations, I'm always like, how is this caller so cool and composed? Like, I would be so nervous. So, um, and it's okay if you are. And and if your message sucks, we still love you. But thanks for uh, nailing it most of the time, according to Noah. And from what I hear, they're all great. So let's, what's next? Okay, here's, here's a fun little story. Hi, no, Drugi. I had to Hi. let Nikki know that I quoted her in the bedroom last night. What? Um, I partook in some ass play, yes. but with my boyfriend um, being the receiver, um, I have never done this before. So I, um, you know licked a little bit down there mm-hmm. and used some toys down there mm-hmm. looked him up and I quoted Nikki and said you know like Nikki Glazer because he's like wow you're using a lot and I was like you know like Nikki Glazer says all the lube in the land yes. and it just made me happy to reference you <laughs> in the bedroom I don't know anyways uh. um that's all I have to say, but I Congrats. love you guys so much. You really make my days so much brighter, and uh, I hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Love Bye. you. Thank you so much. Um, thanks for sharing that, normalizing it. You didn't even go into detail about what happened or how he received it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we need to talk about anal stuff as the same way we talk about any other stuff. So I love that it wasn't like, I did this thing and it was this. Like, yeah, you licked your boyfriend's asshole. And fucking, that's the end of the story. And it's great. And, and good for you with toys. to be in a relationship. And fucked him with toys. And like, lubed him up. Yes. That's huge. And congrats to your boyfriend for being man enough to know that like that doesn't make him anything but a guy who is open to different kinds of pleasure that might be awaiting him through his asshole. And um, to his heart. And I love that you reference me in bed. I always, you know, even in my stand-up act, I say, you know, I know this is a weird thing. Just say, 
This comedian I watched told me to do it. Blame it on me. And you can be like, this podcast I listened to suggested it. I thought it sounded weird. This is her fault if it's weird. Bring me up, please. You know, bring me in like a third party. I'll be your little, you know, fantasy unicorn. Um, I love, I'm, you know, <laughs> I love sex. So bring me in your bedroom. I'd, I'd love it. Thank you for that. That was a cool call. Okay. Speaking of which, I think we may have landed on the biggest curse story. Whoa. Of the year. Of oh my God. Okay. So tell me what you think. Uh, I think it's from Michaela. Nikki, Noah, and Andrew. I'm calling in to share a cuff from today. So I was at a tattoo shop getting um, a tattoo touched up. So I was with an artist, like I know, whatever, hanging out in the shop. And this other artist walks by and he has a tattoo on his forearm of a QR code. And so I'm like, oh my God, like, does that actually go to something? Whatever. And the tattoo artist, without knowing it, because, like, he's not a bestie, he's not in on the joke, and he's like, oh, he's so cool. It's to feed his ego. And so it turns out that the QR code is to this man's Instagram so that I guess he can, like, roll up his sleeve and you can follow his Instagram account. So definitely very cool. And Michael um, made me think of you. I thought it was really funny. And so I just wanted to share with all the besties. Um, Jack Kiloneal. We're going to count that. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't even know what she said. That was awesome. Um, I, you know what? I almost wanted to pause it to guess what it would go to. I was like thinking a, a menu at a Thai restaurant because that's the only QR codes that I ever scanned. <laughs> but that is so stupid and i mean tattoos tattoo shops are a bastion of i can't believe it worked though that's so cool though in a way i kind of find that actually is cool i kind of find it Um, just cool i'm not like trying to be i kind of think it's cool too i don't want to be a dick either i think it's kind of cool what i don't what i i think that anyone i think within that instagram account you would find a lot of activity though yeah yeah like like posts like andrew you did yesterday you nailed Thanks. nailed it yeah that 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 go look at andrew's instagram and look at the picture he took next to his corolla oh, yeah. of it's it's not the caption definitely uh lets you know what the joke is but the picture itself is so spot on with this <laughs> casual looking oh. at the ground like i'm kind of hot but i'm not trying to be but i am like you are uh you were you deserve an Oscar for that. Um, well, and did you fr- see I tagged Garrett and yeah. Casey from F Boy? And my <laughs> did friend, they comment if you go to Gianni Paolo, the guy from the start the Power Show I told you about. You might have talked oh, yeah. to him a couple times. He does it every. Fu- I I scream in his comments. Look at the fucking camera. Look at it. It's so lame to be like, oh, mm, just looking <laughs> at the ground like What's a little on sheepish. The like it's so good. Uh, and um. What was your caption? You were like that Corolla life. Oh, you said I'm something so hard I can't even s- or blink. Money never sleep or even has eyelid. <laughs> so funny. By the way, you should get your Starbucks QR code on that. I, my Starbucks order on my arm would be pretty cool, but I just don't believe that QR codes are going to stick around. There's going to be something else soon. We lost you again. That's for the best. We'll wait for him to get back on. Um, what I wanted to say real quick while we wait for Andrew to return, there's a podcast called Dead Eyes that is about a guy that got fired from uh, Tom Hanks's Band of Brothers uh, miniseries back, you know, in the early the yeah. aughts. 
And he got fired because Tom Hanks said he had dead eyes. And it was just a one-line role. And he said, you know, that guy has dead eyes. And the casting director told the guy, he's firing you because you have dead eyes, which Tom Hanks did not intend for this guy to find out about. So this guy does a whole podcast investigation about what that means and why he got fired. And like, <laughs> and he did the whole podcast series. It's awesome. It's so well done. And I was talking about it on a podcast called The Daily Zeitgeist, which is a great daily podcast if you haven't checked it out. Um, and they, they heard me talk about the show. And the guy, Connor Ratcliffe, who is the actor from Dead Eyes, he, he writes me on my DMs and is like, hey, will you be on my podcast? And I was like, sure. I didn't even ask any questions. I get to it and he confronts me with the clip of me talking about him saying he actually does have dead eyes. I looked. And Can we pull it in, up? Can we? There's can a I podcast see? today. So listen to the least recent episode of Dead Eyes and it kind of takes you through everything. You can kind of just jump ahead to mine, but then go back and listen to the others. But if you want to hear it, he confronts me about saying he had dead eyes. And then we investigate like what that means. And he said that I was the only one that was going to be honest with him because he just plays John Hamm, like all these different comedians that he goes through that are like, you don't have, you have the kindest eyes, Connor. That is not true. And I'm like, yeah, they're kind of scary and lifeless. And it's so funny. But um, yeah, it's dead I, eyes. Oh, wait, I th- is it Ratliff? Yeah, Connor Ratliff. Yeah, I, they're dead. Yeah, right? Okay. You verify yeah, it too. You're not wrong. It's really, f- I was listening to it and laughing because it's so funny. He confronts me and I'm like, I didn't know that you would ever hear that. I'm busted. He's like, no, you're allowed to say that. Like, let's, ex- let's talk about it. So anyway, um, let's get back to Fanthrax. I wonder if that proves that Tom Hanks is actually not a nice person. Let's go to uh, a story from Anna. Okay. Anna. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. This is Anna. I just listened to the episode where Nikki correctly pronounced catalytic converter Um, And it brought me back to the time earlier this year um, when my friend took me to the wine country. Um, We came back and my car was parked at her apartment. And over the weekend, uh, somebody crawled under my car and cut out my catalytic converter. Um, So when I turned my car on, it made this horrible roaring sound. um, And I thought it was drivable. So I tried to uh, drive down the street. And apparently they also chopped some other things out all the while. Um, I am just thinking the entire time that other people think I am so good because my <laughs> car is making this obnoxious oh my sound falling down the street. Um, I ended up being so embarrassed that I called AAA and they came out and uh, helped me tow my car so I didn't have to live with the embarrassment of making such a loud oh. noise walking down the street. So, sucks. Um, just thought I would share. I love your guys' podcast. Um, so... Thanks. Thank you. I love that she hit on two things there. Catalytic converter and k. Catalytic and k k. Um <laughs> yeah, unintentionally k like when you you think your earpods are connected and you're blaring your music, k, you're accidentally k. Yeah. Like just those moments where you're like, "No, no, no, I did not intend to be k here." And I'm so sorry I was. Um I'm just going to read a quick note that I got um from someone on the road. This is from Erin Moffat. She got me a Taylor Swift card that says Sagittarius. It's like a birthday card for a Sagittarius. But um, she said, I know it's not your birthday, but this is the only Taylor Swift card that I could find in all of Calgary. I just wanted to say that as an absolute bestie, I truly appreciate how open you are with your fans slash besties. You inspire me to be a better vegan, be more mindful, and remind me to always be truthful. Your comedy has allowed me to not be ashamed of my hastily packed vagina, and rather I can laugh at it and laugh at other quirky sexual things that happen. Finally, thank you for putting out so much of yourself uh, uh, recently. Oh, 
of yourself. I recently moved to Calgary and I've never felt alone. Thanks to you, Noah and Andrew. I can't wait to see your new special and tell all my friends about it. XOXO, always a bestie, always a Swifty, Aaron Moffat. Thank you so much, Aaron. And if you live in Calgary and are a bestie and you want a bestie friend, which anyone who listens to the show, you're going to get along with other people, contact Aaron Moffat, E-R-I-N-M-O-F-F-A-T-T-13, Aaron Moffat 13, and um, get together and talk about the show over coffee. Become friends. Um, one more. This was a really funny card that I got. It's a guy... Uh, with walking and he, on a leash, he has a gigantic rooster on a leash. And it says he was going to be a lot more specific with his wishes next time because he asked for a big cock, you know. <laughs> Nikki, I wanted to let you know how much your podcast helped me in the early days of the pandemic. While things are better, I still have some struggles. But listening to your banter with Andrew and Noah's soothing interjections is a balm to my soul. Keep doing what you do, making people laugh. Merry Christmas. Your bestie forever, Cassandra. No pressure, but I can't wait for your book. So nice. Thank you guys so much. Those they I met those uh, two at shows and then i want to shout out to rachel um i believe it was rachel wait hold on is this the card she gave me um uh maybe it's brianna i forget who gave me it was either nicole or brianna who in calgary gave me a necklace no i think i don't think rachel was one of the names nikki i love you so so much you help me cope with so much i listen to your podcast every day call or text me brie she left her number um and one of these people gave me a necklace (laughs) That they have, they have one, and I have one, and I want to put it on now officially, and let you know that I will be wearing this around my neck until it falls off because I don't take off necklaces. So I love it. Thank you so much. You guys never have to give what me a gift, it? but What's you know I emblem? love cards. What is on there? It's a little, um, it's like a little diamond, mm. just a perfectly simple diamond. I fucking love it. It's so cute. I feel so stylish, and I love that someone else is wearing the other one. That's one of my besties. All right. Next, Franthrax. Okay, next one is from Leo. Hmm. Hey, Nikki. Um, I was just thinking about your podcast and how much I love it, and I was kind of like, why? And uh, I was thinking that you don't really talk about politics that much. Hmm. And um, I think you mentioned at some point that you don't claim to know that much about politics. It's not exactly like your forte or anything. and. Uh, if or when people tell you that you should know more about politics, I say no. Like, thank you so <laughs> much for what you've done. Um, <laughs> if uh, it's, it, I have an escape from the constant barrage of like political information, and this is an escape, and it's amazing. Uh. And keep doing what you're doing. Don't look into it. Don't let uh, it be part of your podcast. Oh my god! I appreciate it so much. It, it, it really voice. helps me. Uh, anyway, hope everybody's having a good day. Thank Bye. you. Wait, what's his name? Leo. Leo. Fucking thank you. That is what I needed to hear. Not just about my, you know, insecurities about not knowing about politics, but like anything. You know, like just. Stop worrying about what you don't like or what you're not good at. Like, just focus on what you are good at and what you want to be good at. And if I wanted to be good at politics, I would fucking figure it out, you know? Um, thank you, Leo. And your voice sounds like Dan Savage. Um, yeah. And Dan Savage is one of my favorite voices. And it just sounds so... I just feel like Dan Savage listened to my podcast and I just got so fucking flattered. <laughs> and you sound so smart, too, like Dan Savage is, so... Um, and you're obviously someone who knows a lot about politics and probably reads a lot about it. And so I'm just like appreciative that someone like I'm already putting you on a pedestal because you do know about politics, and I'm, which means I'm not on that pedestal with you. He's but like, you told me not to do that. So 
Thank you, like, Leo. Nikki, you know, I just love how, like, your podcast, like... Dumb you are. How dumb and stupid, like, you guys are and, like, how you can't think of anything smart. But don't try, either. <laughs> Why does... Like, no. No. No, I, no. This doesn't I'm, make you smart. I, that's a no. joke. It's a joke. I know. I did not take it that way. And we, we know you... Yeah, but it, there was a... Uh, uh, he's that's, not wrong, That's though. funny to say. No, he's not wrong. And <laughs> guess what? It's it's good to be to keep it simple because honestly, yes. I have no control over politics. And when I do read about them, I feel so Anxiety. angry. And I think a lot of people yeah. constantly consume news, and they they feel like they can do something about it. And unless I know you can vote and volunteer and you know make calls and stuff like that, but if you aren't going to do that stuff, stop. If you know in your heart, like, that's not where your energy is going to go, stop reading the news. You can't control it. So just fucking just There is something about, like, when you see, like, an insane, like, political person, like, online, it, it, like, somehow negates it and it's, like, normal. But if you see, Mm -hmm. like, a crazy political person in person... It they they always have so many newspapers and old stained like coffee cups that they got from Starbucks three days ago, but they're Uh, reusing it and getting refills. And they have crazy hair, and they always like have newspapers under their arm, and they're walking like this, and they have like uh, too many layers of clothes on, and they just seem (laughs) angry and bedraggled. And they're talking about like the wig party. Uh, I don't know about that, but um. Did you see Lou? You you watched Louis' new special, right? I did. I watched it and I thought, you know, I I, I laughed a lot, but I wasn't like, wow, this is going to change my perception about things. But dude, I've already been referencing things he laid out in there. Like it's already changing the way I think about things. Like when my dog, I'm like, my dog like just hears and like that was so funny. And then. Also, last night, my friend Sarah Lena's grandma died, and she told our group chat about it, and I was, like, saying, like, I'm so sorry she died, and then I was, like, actually, like, death, thank God for death, like, we have to realize, like, people can't live forever, and, and Louis makes a point, he's, like, can you imagine if people never died? It, like, we'd have people from, like, the 1100s being, like, how do you work this QR code, like, we, we can't even tolerate people in their 60s. We're like, just tap it, mom. Like, just scan it. Like, we get so frustrated. Can you imagine we're, like, dealing with Pontius Pilate and, like, yeah. uh, you know, the, the settlers of fucking Roanoke? And we're like, just, dad, the camera, you just zoom in with your thumb. Like, it's just so funny to think about old people. Like, the, the that's a way to look at death. He made it a way for me to look at death and help my friend laugh about the fact that like, yeah, it's inevitable and it's just something you have to accept. And the opposite, if there were no death, that's not a world I want to live in either. And I just thought that was kind of powerful. Final thought. Yeah. I thought his elephant, the like we're giving an elephant an MRI. Like we're doing that to them. Like they'll just, oh, die. they just, when they, they know get sick, they just, it's just, but we also give them the cancer that they get. By feeding them food and putting them in captivity and causing them stress. So I think we owe it to them. To I had an argument against that. And I thought that whole thing about like, you know, if, if you're 600 pounds, you have to go to the zoo yeah. to get an MRI because they don't have them at the hospitals. And yet we, we, we you know, fall over ourselves to make bathrooms for trans people. But yet, you know, fat people were just like, go to the fucking zoo to get an MRI. But the thing is, a bathroom 
takes no money to like just say, hey, this is all genders. We it, it's nothing. Whereas building an MRI to fit someone that's 600 pounds is expensive. And th- that's that's why it's not because we yes. and that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. But I hate when people make points and then they throw trans people under the bus to prove their point. Like like even Chappelle, it's like just we could still need to work on racism without saying that trans don't deserve things. Trans people don't deserve things. And that's, we can, both can be true. You can still want to make trans people feel good and acknowledge their persecution. And, and also say we haven't fixed the, the race issue. Both. It doesn't have to be either or when you throw trans people under the bus to prove your point. I'm not really a fan of that. And I think it doesn't invalidate your point. It just doesn't, for me, help anything. And it's making, punching someone so that you can build someone else up. It's the the argument we said the other day about when you get confronted and you go, well, you do this. It's like, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't, it doesn't have to factor in. It can just stand alone that you're, that you did this thing that upset someone. You don't have to, it, because it doesn't. You can acknowledge that on a separate issue, but it doesn't have to be brought into that argument to validate something more. Well, it's called whataboutism. Yes. What about this? And, what about that? And the fucking trans thing, I, you know, Leo knows I don't get political, but that, just be nice to them. If it does, how often do you have to go through your day and encounter trans people and, and figure out which pronoun to use? And it's, it's so much. How often does that happen to you? Oh, maybe you, you know, the barista is trans where at the place you work and you get a little bit scared that you might blurt out, thanks, dude. Like, oh, that's, is that the inconvenience? Because you get a little bit nervous about using the wrong pronoun. Deal with it. They have to educate everyone about their pronoun. They have to live in a, they have to be born in a body they don't feel comfortable in. I know you don't understand that because you were lucky enough to be born in the body that uh, presents the way you feel inside, but they weren't. So fucking shut up and just, Take your coffee and stop bitching about it. And yeah, I have a right to bitch about you because you're the problem, not trans people. Final statement. <laughs> I like the banana bit. I just get too. so fucking mad. What? I like the banana bit too. When he, oh, look at me. I'm oh, a that was banana. so good. I mean, there were so many how great bits. How I mean, he, the analogy I love, to a guy peeing with his pants at his ankles is a banana oh, being yeah. taken all the way down. Yeah, you guys gotta, I mean, I. Anyhow, regardless yeah. of how you feel about Louis, like the 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 bits again. Let's take the all that stuff out of it. No matter what he is, you can't help but say that that's funny. Like, guess what? Uh, and I'm not comparing him to Michael Jackson, but I'm still gonna dance to Thriller, even though I believe in my heart of hearts that Michael Jackson penetrated little boys and I fucked them up for lives for their life. I, I this, still think yeah. Thriller's good. I had this thought. The other day in the shower about Morgan Wallen, right? Who said the N word? And to think like extreme left. He said it to his white friends, right? He said it to his in, white in friends a, when he was drunk. As he was saying goodnight when he was drunk. Yes. There's but, context yes. there, but you sure, should never yeah. say it. Whatever. My point is, is that liberals thought you were going to cancel a white country artist with a mullet for saying the N word. Right, which is crazy to think that that would That's happen. That's why people said about the N-word tapes about Trump, if they come out that he said the N-word, that people they'd would like him more. Yeah. What are you, are you kidding me? And then they'll the they'll be like, he are, sounds like us. Then the people, the extreme people that love Morgan Wallen more because, because he's sorry. You're trying to get that, You cut out again. 
You're cut out. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. What if I just canceled him because he's going off about Morgan Wallum? We got to finish up the show anyway. So this is a great place to end with Andrew being quiet. <laughs> sorry, Andrew. We got to go. Guys, I'm sorry. Um, Noah's got to get to therapy, right, Noah? Yeah, I have my therapy today. Yeah, um, I'm so jealous. I would love to go. I will uh, not be silenced. Uh, yeah, you will. Okay, well, finish your thought and then we got to go. My point is, is you don't have to buy 20 more albums to prove your fanship for Morgan. You can still listen to Whiskey Glasses every once in a while, but you don't need to get it tattooed on your asshole. That's right. Like, you don't need to go the other way. Like, But to me, um, if I care enough about trans rights, I, I can do – that can be part of my identity. And if, if Morgan – supporting Morgan Wallen is your th- – but that's the thing. It's like when Dave Chappelle said, hey – I, I, you don't need to name this theater after me if more people who don't want it donate more money than me. Um, that That's, I don't know. What what do you feel about that? Do you feel like he's, do you feel that way about that where he's asking like, okay, people donate money if you like me, pretty much. Um, I mean, I guess it's to a cause and not just his bank account. So th- maybe the greater good is better in that circumstance. Yes. You know? All right. Well, this has been a great episode. We're taking next week off. Stay tuned to Nikki Glaser Pod for lives. We'll go live. Put the little alert on so you find out if we are going live. Andrew, um, I hope to see you on there at some point. Have so much fun in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And you have fun being a fruit roll-up today? And it was fun um, living with you. We we don't live together anymore. Wait, what? I guess not. Well, well, one more day. Yeah, because I'm leaving the 27th, and you're out by the time I get back. Well, that's a bombshell. Yeah, wait, when are you get back? Um, the f- I get After back on here. Yeah, maybe the second. Uh, as early as the second, as late as. You yeah, know, I'll be moving my stuff, but yeah, I won't be staying another night while you're staying another night. Yeah, moving doesn't count as like living there when you're just like moving stuff. Yeah, yeah you can still come by, but um, I'm going to change the locks. It was a hell, hell of a year. So fun. This you came of it. So happy new year door. to everyone. Um, I uh, I love you so much. I can't believe a year ago you guys weren't in my lives in the way that you are. And it's just, I'm so grateful for every one of you and Noah and Andrew. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. We've learned a lot this year. We've been through a lot. Um, I hope you all have a great holiday and that you stay grounded and you be nice to yourselves and you indulge in the things that feel good and don't beat yourself up about indulging. Just be good to yourself. That's my wish for you. Um, Yeah. Have fun. Don't beat yourself up. Indulge. Like celebrate working hard all year or maybe not working hard. Being a lazy piece of shit and celebrate like, hey, I was lazy this year because I needed to be. Celebrate whatever it is. It's the end of the year. It's the only time we really get to indulge in that. So make sure you you feel it. Do it. I'm demanding that you do it. And if someone goes, why aren't you working today? Well, I was told by Nikki that I had to do something nice for myself, which is lay in bed all day on go on TikTok. Do it. Whatever makes you feel good. It's the time to do it. Andrew, any final words? Final word. All right. Thanks, guys. Noah, love you. Happy holidays. Um, Happy Happy New New Year. Year. And we'll see you in the new year, guys. Uh, Don't be kuh. And Jack Jack Dorsey. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. 
Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.